Welcome to the Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast, inside the business, buzz, and brilliance of Black entrepreneurs. Here is your host, Dr. Francis Richards. What happens in Vegas goes all over the world on Black Entrepreneur Experience, episode 53. Thank you for joining us for a Black Entrepreneur Experience. This is where we shine the light on the most successful Black entrepreneurs in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards, and today I am so honored to have with us Felicia Jones. She's the CEO of Keep Up with Mrs. Jones, LLC, and the founder of Budget School. She is known as the Savvy Money Nerd and the go-to expert on budgeting. Welcome, Felicia. Hi, thank you so very much for having me. I'm so excited for today. Oh, it is my honor. Listen, I have given our audience a very brief bio about you. Why don't you fill in the gaps and share with them what you'd like them to know about you and your company? Oh, wow. So when I usually tell people things about me, I usually go for the fun stuff. You know, I love to travel the world. I like sparkly jewelry and I like really cute shoes. And in my former life, I was a professional cheerleader. So that's like the fun things. But getting down to the nitty gritty, I was a graduate of Morris Brown College with a bachelor's degree in computer science. I worked 13 years for the U.S. Navy as a computer science a computer scientist and eventually did get my master's degree in systems engineering. And the way I started my business was I learned about money the good old fashioned way. I spent all of mine. And so now I'm an expert. <laughs> that is awesome. So tell us about your journey. How did you transition in terms of budget from the technical side into going to the glitter, the shoes and all of that? In becoming the budget expert. And you mentioned you travel the world. You love to travel the world. And so that's where we would love to be traveling the world in high heel shoes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that is a dream. My feet hurt a little bit now these days, (laughs) but, you know, I've always liked the shoes and the jewelry. And I was working for the Navy. And eventually I got to this point where I knew it wasn't enough. And I wasn't completely happy with what I was doing. By the time I left, Left San Diego. Um, my husband and I moved to Denver, and I just told him it was it was just time. I just knew it was time for me to break away and just do something completely different. And I went to a women's networking meeting and everyone went around the room and said, you know, what their business was and what they were looking for help with. And I was the one in the room who said, you know what, I don't have a business. All I know is I need to do something completely different. And that's that's what started the journey. It's been almost three and a half years now. And I met my business coach there and um, we like to joke that she gave birth to whatever it is that I'm doing right now. (laughs) And, you know, I hear a great deal about a lot of women that may be listening or even men that desire to be an entrepreneur and you hear them talk about the coach and the importance of a coach. How do you find that person that you know is reliable, that's going to get you to the next level? What do you look for and how do you make that happen? Oh, wow. That is a deep conversation because as a budgetologist, I definitely make sure that business owners aren't being sold into coaching programs that don't work for them. I like to say you have to use a little bit of your gut 
you'll, you'll know when somebody is the right person and it's the right time. My coach, she literally appeared in the doorway when I said I needed help and everybody just yelled her name out. So I kind of knew that she was the right person for me. But now that I'm in business and looking for help, um, you know, to keep growing, you really do have to take the time to look at what they've done, how long they've been in the business and if they are um, on track with what you're doing, because there are a lot of people who purchase or invest in the wrong coaches and unfortunately it works out pretty bad for them. So you have a school. Tell us about the budget school. So my budget school is an online premier financial education platform for solo entrepreneurs, coaches and consultants. And it is a course where business owners can go step by step with understanding the finances in their business. I usually work with entrepreneurs in the first one to three years, and I kind of give that big dose of a wake up call when it comes to paying attention to the money and actually treating your business like a business and not a very expensive hobby. Very good. Okay. So tell us, what was that moment in business? Tell us about that aha moment that you knew that you were on the right track, Felicia, and this was going to be successful. You know, this has been a, a journey. Wow. It has been a journey. And being a business owner is you get the highs and the lows and I, I tell people, if you're lucky, you'll have those days where you wake up and you're happy, then you're sad by lunchtime and then you're happy again. That's just kind of how business is. And it has taken a while to get to that point of the aha moment. And, you know, I'm a pretty straight shooter and pretty honest with where I am. And it hasn't come. It, it came um, probably a few months ago. It really did for me. And um, I had to kind of work through a lot of the blocks and challenges. But a few months ago, I knew that it was I was on to something. But it, it did take three years to get to that point, though. Yeah. Thank you for being very transparent. And tell us, how do you define success? How would you define that? Oh, that's a really good one. You, you know, I, I don't define success by money. I, I, I think money and this is weird coming from me, but I think money is just a marker just to prove that you've um, hit milestones. But I think success for me is the fact that I've been um, being consistent, being consistent, staying the course not changing every three months and just sticking with it. I think that is the biggest sign of success for me because, you know, like I said, this business thing, it is, it's a lot of hard work. It's hard. It's harder work than I've ever done. And, and I was working for the military. <laughs> so tell us if you had to do it all over again, would you go the same route or what advice would you give someone who's interested in leaping like you did? Oh, man, that's a hard one. I was actually talking to a friend about this, like, well, what would I do differently? Now, the way I started my business was I took an early retirement from the government at 36 years old. And that was the hardest decision because I was one of those, you know, like probably a lot of the listeners I grew up, you get a job and you stay in that job forever. And that's how I grew up. So having a job was just so just not you know, regular for me. And I took that retirement and I went head on into the business and worked it full time. It's hard to say if I would do it the same way again. Part of me says um, I would stay, 
but I knew I was just, my soul was being sucked away in that job. But I don't know, I probably would go on this journey again, exactly the same way. And for those who are looking to jump, I say dig deep down into yourself and figure out what you can handle. A lot of people cannot handle the stress of the finances when it comes to like cutting the cord and just jumping into business. So I say just stay as long as you can and and really build up your financial um, portfolio so that you can handle um, dealing with what will happen in the first year of business. Because, you know, as much as we want to get to millionaire status instantly, I thought I was going to get that way. Um, It does take a little while. So what's one lesson, Felicia, you wish you knew prior to starting your business? That's a value bomb that our audience need to know. Oh, wow. The biggest lesson is not being afraid to ask. That has been the one I have had to step into this year, being a little bit aggressive, being a little bit assertive and not being scared. And that comes down with your confidence. And that's something that grows over time. But Man, if I could go back and talk to myself three years ago, I would say, do not be afraid to ask and do not be afraid to ask for what you want. And is that the same message you'd give to a younger Felicia? Oh, wow. Younger Felicia, I would just say, stop spending all that money. Um, (laughs) I, I definitely would say to ask, I would say younger Felicia, probably just a lot more confidence, a lot more confidence and trust your gut and just know that you're going in the right places. And, you know, Felicia, I have to tell you, I your message is resonating so huge with me. And when you were talking Mm -hmm. about um, leaving the military, and Mm -hmm. I think that it's kind of like a mindset when you were talking about the um, the whole get a job. And I was talking to a friend and I'm a lot older than you are. And (laughs) exactly seven weeks ago, I came off of my job. And it would have been 10 years on Sunday, yesterday, November 4th, that I was at my current position. And Mm -hmm. it was, and when you talk about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, when you really jump, (laughs) it's different to be an entrepreneur or a a hobbypreneur, however you want to define it. And you are depending on your nine to five your gig, right? And we, and, and trust me, we're not telling anyone to jump, just talking about (laughs) my own personal experience. And these seven weeks, it has been exactly that, just what you said, the highs, (laughs) the lows. um, And it has been an, um, uh, a, an amazing journey, even to the point of shopping for um, insurance, (laughs) Right. That's a whole nother. That's a whole episode in itself. So I can really resonate. And for what I've had to deal with is because if you don't know for my audience, I'm a boomer. And I was telling a friend of mine, I've I've been really messed up in this whole workforce thing because I did not really embrace a job like I have hated every job I've had. And I didn't go up the career ladder. I was at a women's leadership conference and things I didn't even know that I was supposed to make my boss look good. I didn't want to make them look good. I didn't want to play the game. I mean, it was like, I really, really bombed this whole thing. And then jumping on the other side, the entrepreneurial journey, was I ready? Absolutely not. It's so many lessons. So I just appreciate your transparency. So we're going to take it another step 
Talk about your worst moment in business and what did it teach you? Oh, man, the worst moment. And thank you for being transparent because it is a big old fat journey. Um, I think the worst moment is actually realizing that I've actually failed in business. And I give a lot of advice to business owners, you know, always look at the numbers and numbers will tell you the story. And that's something I had to face myself this year with trying to pivot and shift and um, and go in a different direction. And I actually sat down, I took my own advice and I looked at the numbers of my business and it was eye opening when you realize, like, wow, this is not working out the way I had planned. But, you know, it's that thing where you have to you have to realize that the failure is is not the end game is not the end of it all. It is it's just something you learn from and you shift and you go in a different direction. And it's been hard um, really looking at the you know, the fact that, OK, what I planned and what I thought and what what I thought where I was going to go just isn't going that way. So. It's the worst moment, but it's also been one of the best moments at the same time. And I actually think with entrepreneurship, I don't know if there's any worst moments. I call them a whole bunch of lessons learned and a lot of expensive lessons learned. So I've had a lot of those. (laughs) Absolutely. So tell us about your greatest success to date. What is the greatest success that you've had in your business? The greatest success actually has been coming this year. And like I said, I am so much an open book about my business. I have been in business over three years now, and a lot of it is starting to come right now. And the biggest success has been has been being very consistent. And it's it's a hard level of consistent and keeping the same message and just keep going. And a lot of it actually is starting to pay off this year. I do a lot of speaking to grow my business. So now I have a lot more people coming to me, asking for my content, asking to speak. Um, I was blessed that last week I was um, I was contacted to go on the local news, my first TV interview. Congratulations. Um, I know it was fun. So it's the biz- biggest success has probably been um, this year. And a lot of it has been with the mindset and just realizing that I needed to pay attention to some non-business things. And that those were the things that were getting in the way of business. So yeah, this year has been a doozy for me. <laughs> Absolutely. So what's a daily or a weekly habit that you do consistently that has given you the greatest success? Because you talked a great deal about being consistent. So what is something that you do daily? You know, I started working with a business coach. Her name is Tiffany Lanier, and she is such a sweetheart. And working with her this year, I have actually put into place a morning routine. And I used to read these books and, you know, you hear the podcasts about people who have these morning routines. And I was like, okay, those sounds a little too woo woo and crazy, but I've actually started having a morning routine and, and sticking to it every day. So I get up, let the dog out and feed her. Then I go and exercise and then I take time to meditate. And that has been probably the best thing that has happened to me because I need to get grounded in the morning. And I realized that jumping out of bed and straight into work wasn't working for me at all. And I just needed that moment to kind of piece through what I'm going to do for the day and kind of be a little bit more calm because I used to be stressed out 
every time I woke up and, and did my business. So what's working well for you now, Felicia? You were talking about you had this epiphany over the last couple of months. Tell us about it. The epiphany. So it's so funny. I I ran into the um, the great room one day. My husband was watching television and I literally just like put my put his hand, put my hands on his face and said, oh, my goodness, opportunities do not fall in your lap. You have to go and create them. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. And of course, he looks at me and says, uh, you've been in business for three years. You're just figuring this out. I was like, yes. <laughs> and the epiphany was I needed to go out and create opportunities and I needed to hustle at it and make it part of my uh, daily business life. Um, I do a lot of speaking and I was just doing a little bit of speaking here and there and being successful. But I realized that I needed to kind of just up level my game a little bit more to bring in the people, to bring in the clients and to, to build authority. And that's what I talk about a lot with my clients is you got to go out there and build authority because if you're only telling your cat and dog, you have a business, it is not going to go anywhere. So I, I took my advice and I started telling other people what I'm doing and, and doing it a lot more. So that has been the biggest epiphany is that, there is, you cannot wait. You cannot wait for any of this to happen. Um, time, you know, like I, I was on my live stream today and I said, I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a spring chicken. So I've been around for a little bit and most of my followers was like, you're just as old as I am. And so that means time is not, um, it's not an infinite thing and you may only have today. So you got to go out there, build these op opportunities, especially if you're trying to change the world. So that's been the biggest one for me. And um, it's been the biggest wake up call I've had in the last um, few months. So when you, now do you use, you talked about um, you were doing streaming live Tell us about the social media that you use, the platforms. So I definitely want to uh, give a warning. I am not a social media person. <laughs> <laughs> I am a budgeting girl and I've learned to stay in my lane. But um, when it comes to social media, I use as far as the postings, I use a tool called Meet Edgar and it does the posting for me and it automatically reposts. So I love that. It keeps life a little easier for me so I don't get caught up. Um, I started live streaming in the middle of the summer. So I live stream on Periscope and then I live stream on Facebook, um, Facebook Live on my business page. So in every morning I've committed to live streaming every morning at 745 a.m. Mountain Time. And, uh, and that's what I do. I'm going to do it for a year. And that has really been a difference in the business. So I enjoy it. Excellent. Excellent. Is that the technology platform or the technology tool that you would recommend the Meet Egger and also the Facebook? Or is there another technology tool or platform that's a must have for you to manage your business? Um, I would say if you're not a social media person, one, just keep it simple. I love Meet Edgar because it's I think it's, it might you have to first check and make sure it's in your price range and it can work for your budget. But because I'm just so not a social media person, it helps me to just kind of put it in there and let it go on its own because I like to work in my genius zone and my genius zone is actually going out and getting speaking um, engagements to build my business. Um, as far as Facebook Live, if your people are on Facebook, 
go where your people are. Don't make it harder for anybody to find you. So I definitely use Facebook Live and um, Periscope. I usually just use Periscope to practice what I'm going to say before I go on Facebook Live. But always go where your people are and don't stretch yourself to try to be everywhere. Find one platform and get good at it and make it your home. Absolutely. So you talked about your husband. How do you balance life, family, business? And keep wow. it all together. <laughs> I don't know if we're keeping it all together. <laughs> so um, with my husband, so we don't have kids. We only have a cat and a dog. And what we've had to do in the beginning was have a very long conversation about what this entrepreneurship thing looks like, because I mean, he didn't know what I was getting into and I didn't know what I was getting into. But we've had to have a lot of communication with you know, family time, you know, when I'm getting home from networking events. And um, in the beginning, it was a little rough, but everything is a lot easier now because he sees the amount of work that I'm putting in. And the other thing that I've had to do was actually just wake up earlier. Um, so I can make sure that around five o'clock is usually a hard stop for me. That's when we go walk the dog and I spend the evenings with him. But I've had to just start getting up earlier to um, get the work in and, you know, make sure I have some family time. And the other thing is make sure I take care of myself. That's been the biggest one, too. So you got a lot of things that you have to maneuver around as a business owner. But um, and a lot of it, especially for those of us who love to sleep in, it may be time to just put on those big girl pants and just wake up and, and do what you need to do. And, you know, Felicia, you talked about on the front end of the conversation, you talked about exercising and self-care and self-love as an entrepreneur is so important. Any other tips or strategies that you want to um, give us in reference to that self-care and that self-love that is really beneficial? <laughs> So one of the lessons I learned over the summer when I was working with my coach, she had us at a retreat and she broke down our lives into four quadrants. So for those of you who are listening, just take a piece of paper and draw a plus sign and just write in the different boxes, business, spirituality, health and relationships. And, you know, when I work with a coach, you, you always say, I just want to go for the business strategy. And she said, well, we're not going to talk about business anymore. We're going to talk about all these other parts of your life. And I was like, whoa, OK, didn't sign up for this. But she told me in, in that if I'm always hitting roadblocks, if I'm hitting challenges, if I'm, if I'm hitting walls in my business, it is time to go and sync up all of those other parts of my life. That means I need to go and address them. I need to look at the relationships. And that was the biggest thing, working on friendships. And I needed to work on my health, which I had already started working on, which was good. But also um, that spiritual piece, you know, whatever that may look like for anyone. But I have noticed that when I started really paying attention to those other aspects, aspects of my life, it made a huge difference in my business. So I will I would encourage all of you who are listening to really look at those aspects, aspects of your life. Look at the relationships, the spirituality and the health, especially if you're finding challenges in your business. If you feel like you're hitting wall or it just seems like you keep um, pushing, but nothing's happening. You probably just need to get in line. And all of it does mean you have to take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, nothing's going to happen in your business. Just flat out, it won't happen. And I'm a testimonial to that. So what can we do to ignite 
a fire to get more individuals that look just like us to be entrepreneurs. And we understand everyone is not going to be entrepreneurs, but we do want to increase the amount of entrepreneurs in our um, community. What can we do to ignite that fire to get more individuals to be entrepreneurs? You know what? I am one of those. We need to lead by example. When us as business owners um, in our communities, we need to show up and be the face out there. And I know a lot of us aren't. Um, we're not the front of the business type people, but we need to start showing up and, and letting others know that, you know, being an entrepreneur is an option. It is a good option if you don't want to have a nine to five. And, and I will put the caveat out there. Entrepreneurship is not for the weak at heart. <laughs> it is a journey, it's a challenge, and it is absolutely for those that are up for it. But also as entrepreneurs, we need to support our we need to support the people that are in the nine to fives, you know, support their causes and let them know that we are there uh, because we need them in those positions as well. But we need to just start showing up and being a part of all the different communities so that we'll let everybody know that we are out there and we are making huge moves. We're making big strides and um, and we're just doing the, the most positive things possible in our communities. My secret passion in the world is to support more business women across the uh, across the world, especially black business women. Um, I'm secretly a, a world domination of all women person. So um, <laughs> so whatever it takes for us to get out there and show support, especially mentor, we need to mentor more because a lot goes into mentorship. And that's something I did not have in my nine to five career. And now as a business owner, I do have a mentor and I realize it is so important to have one, especially when you're going through that roller coaster ride of a business owner. So definitely say as business owners, we just need to show up and let people know we're, we exist. That's it. Now let's talk about your how to. How do you start a school? That's pretty impressive. And someone might be thinking, does she have like a university? Does she have an online school? Take us into the how to that you set up a budget school. You know what? The school is actually is really simple. It's um, it's an online school for business owners. Basically, it's a course, you know, and all you have to do is when you're going through and creating a program. I started my business off as a business coach and it's the hard journey of creating programs and the systems and um, creating that journey that somebody will go through. So find the problem create the journey so that they can find that transformation. And then next thing you know, you have a system and a program that somebody can go through because that is the goal is to reach a problem, solve it, and then come out on the other side for the better. So that's how I started budget school. I used to um, actually go around and do workshops with a lot of people. And I said, you know what, it's time to kind of take this a little bit bigger. And I put it online so that I can reach more business owners. And I wanted to decrease the cost because um, I'm one of those, I value my time and working with me costs um, a lot more money. So I wanted to make sure that there was a platform and there was a school so that other business owners can um, get this knowledge so that they can run their business properly as well. But, you know, if you're out there and you're wanting to start a school, start a course, you just sit down and look at the transformation someone would go through. And that is going to be the basis for you starting your own school and your own journey. 
And you talked about knowledge. Is Tell our audience, what's a book you'd recommend and why? Oh my gosh, I read so many books. <laughs> my book that I read every year in December is Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. And it's a book for coaches and consultants. And it just goes through all of those bits and pieces of understanding your audience, putting up that red velvet rope policy, you know, stop chasing the money because you chase the money, you get the worst clients ever. But um, every year I sit down and read through this book so I can know exactly who my client is, how I'm going to find them and how to talk to them. And this has been pretty much my Bible for the last few years. So I highly recommend any coach, any consultant. It's an easy to read book and you're going to you know, pull out your pen and paper because you're going to be doing some work. But um, Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. Absolutely adore that book. Thank you so much for that value bomb there, Felicia. So what milestone do you want to accomplish for your business over the next couple of years? The biggest milestone I want to achieve is I have opened up a bank account and it's not formal yet, but I have a mission of creating the Go Get Her Endowment Fund. This is the fund and this is my plan to help the business women of the world. I want to raise $2 million over the next five years for this endowment fund and then figure out how to give all this money away to all the business women. So that is one of my biggest milestones. And I don't have a how. I just know it's going to happen. And I take a percentage of everything I make and I put it in this fund. And I think in about a couple of years, I'll be able to formalize it, get all the paperwork ready to go. But that is my biggest milestone is to fund this endowment at two million dollars. Excellent endeavor. So when you talk about this and this um, endowment that you want to, is there another social cause that you are um, that you've aligned with your business or is it primarily that? Right now, this is the primary social cause that I have now, the social cause that I really love and I'm working with them to so that I can start supporting them more is the passport the Passport Party Project. And it is, a, a, I love that because it gives young people who may not have access to passports to um, actually travel the world. That's one of the things I love to do. And I absolutely believe when you start traveling the world, you see things in a such a, a, such a different light. And I just love the project. And I think right now, um, donation helps to give a young person a passport so that they can go see something different in their life. So I love what they're doing over there. So tell us where you have gone that you totally (laughs) would recommend us to travel. Oh, wow. You want to take another hour on this show, (laughs) don't you? Wow. Okay. So this year I had the pleasure of visiting Bhutan. It's a tiny little country um, sandwiched in between China and India. We went there for two weeks. We did um, a hiking tour to monasteries and temples, and it was the most calming place I've ever been to in my life absolutely adored that place. So I would recommend it if you can go. I know a guy. Um, Actually, you have to have a tour guide and you have to pay a daily fee to get into that country. So I love that place. We we also did a couple of days in Thailand. It was a little interesting. We got a little robbed in Thailand. So um, I'm going to have to take a year off to decide when I want to go back again. But um, I've my favorite city is London. I just love going to walk around and 
gosh, I've been to Spain, Greece. I've been to some, you know, odd places. I've been to the Republic of Georgia. So um, I'm just one of those, just get your passport and go. And this year we're actually going to Copenhagen for New Year. So my husband decided to buy tickets. So we're going to go. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. (laughs) So if someone wrote a book about you, Felicia, what is something that we don't know about you (laughs) that we would be so elated to read in your autobiography? (laughs) Oh, I love this question. This is fun. (laughs) It's so funny when people ask, like, what are the cool things about you? And I've always assumed my life was kind of normal until the last month. I realized that my life hasn't been very normal. Um, If you wrote a, if there was a book about me, you would probably find out that I spent a summer with the circus and um, I paid for college as a baton twirler and a dancer in the marching band at an HBCU. Um, Of course, you already know I love to travel. But, you know, I've done some crazy travel things that I highly would not recommend, like being picked up by a stranger to go to an Air Force base in the middle of England. Um, So you'll probably find out more little stories like that. And the fact that I actually just like to have fun and meet tons of people. Um, My new hashtag right now is I have cool friends. So I like to meet people from around the world and just really get to know them and pretty much know everything about them so that when I do talk to them, I can figure out how to help them or what they're um, what they're needing in life. So that's probably what you find out if you read an autobiography from autobiography of autobiography of me. (laughs) And which and, and give a shout out to the HBCU that you went to. I went to Morris Brown College in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was part of the Marching Wolverines and I was a bubbling brown sugar. Nice, (laughs) nice. And then you'll have to let us know in all of your travels, if you ever run into any black entrepreneurs, definitely let us know. Um, We just did a relationship with um, black entrepreneurs of France, of Paris, and it's called Black Entrepreneurs and Friends. And so that's I just think that's pretty neat. So just let us know. Okay, I will. (laughs) So what have you not done in life, Felicia, that you dream about often? What have I done? Wow. What have you not done in life that you (laughs) dream about? What have I not done? Right. (laughs) You know, I I dream about meeting the three women, um, very, it's going to be an eclectic group, but I actually have this dream to meet, you know, when they ask you like, who would you have dinner with? Um, I, I dream about that often. I would love to have dinner with Condoleezza Rice, Wendy Williams, and Michelle Obama. Wow. The oddest, the oddest room ever. And I only want to meet Condoleezza Rice because of working in the government and working at the, at a higher level of government. I just want to know how she did it. Because um, they beat me up a little bit when I was there. And I, I just want to know how she did it. Uh, Wendy Williams, she's just fun. But I, I'm impressed with on the back end of how she has grown her business and all of the things it has taken for her to get there. Because I know it's not an easy journey to be on television, um, especially as a black female. And of course, Michelle Obama, that's just me as a little girl 
just I would probably um, I've seen those videos where the little kids just literally just run up to Michelle Obama. I would do that. And Secret Service would probably tackle me. But um, that's why I want to meet her. So that that would be the thing I dream about and just having dinner or getting them on a boat and just sequestering them for like two days so I can just be around them and find out everything about them. (laughs) That's amazing. So what do you do, Felicia, when you hit that bump in the road and how do you recover and reset? Wow, when I hit the bump in the road, there's so many bumps in the road as an as a entrepreneur. And I, my, my biggest joke, uh, my friend was saying that her school started giving entrepreneur degrees. And I was like, well, what are they teaching you? How to cry and not mess up mascara? Like, seriously. I said, this journey is so hard. And for every bump, there's a bigger bump. And when you climb over one wall, three miles down the road, there's another one. So when I hit a bump, I actually just take a break. One of the things I love to do is to just take a break and go paint. So one of my friends, um, Jackie Cox, she owns a business called SwirlsLLC.com. And we get together and just paint. That's the time where I can get all the business stuff out of my head and just focus on being creative. So that is how I get over the humps. And of course, I travel and walking around just helps me to really start thinking about other things and then how to regroup and just come back and tackle again. But if I'm having a really bad day, I I like tater tots and ice cream. That's what I do. Together? (laughs) Um, No, not together. Just on two different days. (laughs) Okay, very good. So give us three truths that you've learned in life so far. Three truths. One, you need to be confident with what you're doing. Two, you need to show up and be yourself. Show up and absolutely be yourself. And the third one is don't be afraid to ask. Those are the three truths that I would leave you with. So, Felicia, if you conducted this interview, what is the one question that you wish I would have asked you? And I want (laughs) you to ask it and answer it at the same time. (laughs) Wow. Okay. The, the question I would want to ask is what is the next step in this journey? And I would answer it uh, with saying that the next step in this journey for me is to just get out there more and to dig deeper into myself and to really tackle my confidence and to just to keep pushing, to really figure out what's my purpose and my why so that I can keep going. So tell our audience a parting piece of advice that you'd like to offer them. The parting piece of advice I would offer you as the audience is to really think about why you're doing what you're doing. Really take some time to understand your purpose. Now, as a budgetologist, I love talking to business owners and um, everybody wants to jump straight to a spreadsheet. I said, nope, we need to go back to what's your purpose, because we all get up every morning asking ourselves the same thing. Why am I doing this? How do I get another client? How do I do all of this stuff that is piling up on me? I just say, understand your purpose and understand why you are doing what you're doing, because when the tough gets tough, when there aren't any clients, when things aren't going your way, I want you to have a foundation that will keep you in the game. And I do tell people, if you're only in this game to make money, please get a job. 
<laughs> please get a job because you can get a paycheck in two weeks and it'll be easy. But as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, I want you to dig deeper into yourself and figure out what is going to keep you in this game and through all of the challenges. And so we've come to the part of our um, podcast where it's the fun fact lightning round. But <laughs> I before I go there, I just thought of something and I would be remiss with you being the financial person, budget school. Everyone wants to know how do you finance your business and how do you stay in business? And how did you do it personally? I think you shared at the top end of that, but I want you to get more into that because that's a question a lot of people, which keeps them from starting a business is the financial piece. How do you raise capital? How do you stay afloat? How do you stay in the black? Wow, that's a wow, that's another hour of another podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now I'm in my I'm in my genius zone. The way I started my business was I actually took the money from my early retirement to fund the first year of the business. That's what I did. Now, what I have done is not is probably not the norm because we achieved a level of financial freedom in our personal lives. We paid off all the debt um, and we we were on our money for some years before I even started a business. Um, I would say for those who are like me, if you're wired like me, stay on that path and then figure out what you want to do for others. It's going to be a leap of faith and it's going to be the biggest leap of faith that you will ever take. But you got to be smart about the finances. Look at where you are and what you can handle if you cannot handle starting a business um, and, and not having money instantly. Then I say work your business as a side hustle and keep your day job for the other crazy people. If you're like me, you got to go full tilt and go into it and you got to start making money fast. And this is me as a CFO budgetologist saying, you, you know what? You don't have any more excuses. You're going to have to figure it out. And I started off, off as a coach and as a coach, you can as a coach and a consultant, you can pretty much raise capital pretty quickly to stay to stay level inside of the business. If you're jumping into products and um, other services, it's a little different, but you got to just stay on top of the finances. And to be honest, you, you probably won't be in the black in the first year. You're probably going to be running into the negative, but you're going to have to really pay attention to what's going on each month so that the negative won't become a hindrance in the business. And I always say there's two sides to the budget. You got to manage the money that's coming in, but you also have to feed it. As a business owner, you are a salesperson. And if you don't know how to sell is you better learn how to do this really fast because nobody else can sell it better than you. And that's going to be your secret weapon, getting out there, getting in front of the customers and clients and being able to sell your products very fast. That's what keeps the budget fed. That's what keeps you in the black. And it keeps you a little less crazy at night, too. Now we can move into the fun facts lightning round. What I will do is ask you a series of questions and I want you to answer them quickly. If there is something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready for the fun facts lightning round? Yes, let's do it. All right, Felicia, the last movie you saw? <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> you relax doing what? Painting. Your favorite singer or rapper? At the moment, French Montana. And your Favorite dance song? Lean On by DJ Snake. 
And what food do you eat every week, no matter what? Probably a banana. And your favorite month? March, because it's my birthday. Mine too. Love that month. Absolutely. (laughs) So Felicia, thank you so much for spending time with us on Black Entrepreneur Experience. In closing, why don't you share with our audience what is the best way for our audience to connect with you and to support your business? Oh, the best way the audience can connect with me is you can go over to facebook.com forward slash budget school CEO. Every morning I answer any questions about business, budgeting and money. Um, so and about solopreneur life. So it's absolutely free. All you have to do is tune in and that's facebook.com forward slash budget school CEO. And any questions you have. And I tell people there are no silly questions when it comes to your money and your business. So you You can find me over there. And of course, you can find me on all the Internet things, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Budget School CO. That's a wrap. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening and subscribing to Black Entrepreneur Experience. We would love for you to leave a review and rating on iTunes and share with your friends. For show notes and more episodes, go to www.beepodcast.com. Join us next Wednesday. And remember, green is the new black. So keep your bank accounts and your business in the black.